You you want to have a really strong toy. Toy? Yeah. You want to have a strong toy. And you want to have a really strong tone of voice. There you go. I was like, what word were you trying to say? I I felt like it was a bad word. It kind of sounded like it could have been. There's a little innuendo going on or something. Uh I don't know. It sounded like it could be like a a a TNT type uh, censorship. Yeah. I I don't even know what that would be. I don't know. Podcast where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I am one of your hosts, John Mansfield. And I'm your other host, Rachel Driscoll. We record this podcast live on Instagram, and we'd love it if you join us next week so you can have your questions answered live. You can find us on Instagram at LightDarkCo. And today we are going to be talking about why you should be repelling clients. Uh, which sounds counterintuitive, but we promise by the end of this, it'll make sense. Yeah, and Peggy, yes, we yeah, we're only have people because we're sharing a screen. We're sharing yeah. my phone. Yeah, we're we're not doing the split screen today on Instagram because they are because echoes echoing. Um, so we're just uh, half face people. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, splitting the screen, but it works. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, so before we dive into the topic today, uh, we are going to do a little segment called Life Hacks. Yeah. So this is where we bring some life hacks that will make your life a little bit easier. They can be photography related. They can be business related. They can be something that is not related to that at all, um, but might help you out. So do you, would you like me to go first? Yeah, you you're going to have to go first. Okay, cool. I'm going to go first. <laughs> Um, so my life hack, um, is in the kitchen where, um, we, we have lived in some houses that have had very small pantries, um, or not one at all, but, um, we use a shoe rack, like the, over the back of the door that hangs there and you can put like, you know, 20 pairs of shoes in there. Yeah. It has little, uh, compartments little sacks for each shoes yeah um you just hang that over the back of the pantry door and then we put all of our extra utensils and our extra spices and whatever bags of popcorn that's genius gives you extra room yeah so much extra room especially if you're renting a place that has a really small pantry or if you own a turn-of-the-century home that has a small pantry like this girl yeah then I mean I don't own it. Oh well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, mean, if you own or rent old homes, uh, yeah. I so it's it, it's great because you can fit so much more stuff in. The, you can fit so much more food in your pantry. <laughs> so many, so much more room for activities. Exactly. <laughs> so that's my life hack. Okay, so um, I just. This is too stressful. I can't. We're going to go with your life hack. But you have to tell the story behind the life hack and why. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well. This uh, will be my life hack. Yeah. Have your friend tell you random stories. That's my life hack. Yeah. Your your life hack last week was have your friend log into something. Let you log into something. (laughs) Uh, Which, have you logged out of that yet? Is that Probably. still logged in? On your I don't computer? know. Your Facebook is still connected. My Facebook is still, yeah, <laughs> still, it's still connected. It has like, it's connected on mine, so it says like, John has notifications. Do you want to switch over to John's account? And I'm like, uh, no. nah. No. 
Um, and, and mine, for whatever I guess because you own our business oh, page, yeah. it pops up as Rachel Joe School Photography. I'm like, oh, that's not me, but okay, I understand. <laughs> that's funny. So, like, you have access to my, my business account? I have access to I feel like we have, our, yeah. We're, we're, we're at another level of friendship here. Yeah. I don't actually know what I have access to because I'm just like, Ditto. Oh, oh, that's a good life hack. Do that one. Wait, which one? That video right there that's playing on Pinterest. Oh, that is a good life hack. Yeah, do that one. Okay, Rachel's okay. life hack. <laughs> but like the the jalapeno one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's a good life hack. Okay, so if you're cutting a jalapeno, this is what this video showed. <laughs> <laughs> that you can cut the top off, you know, and then you put it up to where it's... You need a video for this to make sense. <laughs> oh, no, no. It was the, the hands. Maybe Did I you miss missed that, that okay. part. All right, so I'm, I'm going like, to tell you Rachel's you... life hack. <laughs> All right. Okay. If you if you cut jalapenos a lot, and I cut jalapenos a lot, because we love jalapeno poppers in our house, Yeah. and that's a pretty regular thing, and I like spicy food. But I get jalapeno hands. Yeah, where right. Where you get the, the juices oh, on, the, the oils. the gloves on? Is that the thing you Yeah, so about? what they did was they took um, uh, Ziploc bags, and then... Uh, what what are Ziploc bags? No, I said I missed. That. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they took they took Ziploc bags and one of them you just put your hand in like a glove, and then you can hold the jalapeno, mm. and then the other one they just stuck the knife through and made a hole, but so then had it covering their hands so you don't actually touch. In case you don't have gloves. Exactly. Yeah, I guess most if... most people have Ziploc bags people, around, but maybe not gloves. Yes, I do not have gloves. I don't either, but I also don't have Ziploc bags, because no. plastic. Because plastic. <laughs> yeah. But it's a good, it's a good it's, hack. I think that's a good hack. It's a great hack. Yeah. Peggy, yeah, you make jalapeno jelly. That would be, I would imagine, yeah. you would like, be cutting a lot of jalapenos. Gloves. <laughs> Cut but them under water. But a lot water. of us don't have gloves in our house. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's fine. I used to have gloves because I would dye my hair every couple months or so. Sure. And uh, and because I ate uh, pomegranates all the time, and they stained my fingertips purple. You uh, just like which just raw, coincidentally just... was the color I was dyeing my hair. Sure. That could have worked out. <laughs> um, yeah, like, but yes, they your pineapple they were habanero always, and mm, ooh yeah, yeah, yeah your jellies are so delicious, Peggy. I need so jellies. if you don't have gloves and you want to cut some jalapenos up. Ziploc bags Ziploc it is. Ziploc bags. Unless you don't have them, and then sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. Moving on. Moving on. Let's get into this. All right, so today we're talking about, like we said earlier, attracting and repelling clients um, yes. and why we believe that you should repel people. You need to be repelling people. Yeah. Like it's uh, your, your brand should... I mean, it's one of the biggest things I always say is you should be attracting or repelling. So as soon as somebody gets on your website, they should either really want to hang out or um, can't stand you. Yeah. Want to just move right on. Yeah. You you want to have a really strong toin, toin? Yeah. Sure. You want to have a strong toin and you want to have a really strong tone of voice There we go. I was like, what word were you <laughs> trying to say? I, I felt like it know. was a bad word. It, it kind of sounded like it could have been. <laughs> a little innuendo going on or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. It sounded like it could be like a, you know, like a, a T 
TNT type uh, censorship. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what that would be. I don't know. I don't know. Eh, whatever. Okay. But yeah. you want to have a strong tone of voice on your website so that people, like you said, whenever they come to your website, they're either really attracted and they're like, yes, I definitely want to work with you. Or, no, this isn't the one for me. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, those are great websites. I know when I've looked for different products or different services seeing that I'm going to be interacting with like on a personality yeah, level, yeah. um, going to their website, I can most of the time automatically tell if we're going to be a good fit or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you want for your clients when they come to your website. You want them to either see, uh, like, oh yeah, that we're going to be a great fit and they seem together. awesome. Yeah. This is definitely my style. Or, yeah, no, this isn't for me. And then they leave because you don't want to waste their time and you don't want to waste your time. Yeah. So, and not just in your um, branding. So, one of the first things we want to talk about is defining uh, your ideal client. So, that's one of the first ways that you can attract or repel someone is for you yourself to think about, especially for us who, like... I, I don't know, some service industries, this may not be like a big deal. Like you may be mm. able to serve like anyone, but for us who are going to work very closely with, um, with a client, like we want to be able to, um, really define like who we want to be working with. Um, but I think like every service industry has got to have that to somewhat, you know, like they kind of know, you know, like Peggy, like what kind of cakes you want to make. So your ideal bride, that's going to want that cake, um, and want that design work and all that. So, um, so yeah. So, um, you know, who, who is it that, you know, you have to, you have to kind of think out of the box, like what, what kind of clothes would they want to wear? Like what, where do they want to shop? Like what, um, you know, what, what are their favorite colors? Like those kinds of things, like even little things like that. Um, like I think, uh, Amy and Jordan, one of the things that they said was that they, they defined their, um, ideal client really, they said, um, their bride would shop at, um, oh my gosh. What's the place I said? It was like Target. No, but that would be my ideal that is, bride. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, oh gosh, what was it? Neiman Marcus. Maybe that may be. Or... Louis Vuitton. No. Okay. Too fancy. That is Take too it fancy down a notch. Okay. Take it down a notch. It's 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 like in the. I don't know the level. Not anthrop- anthropology, but like okay. in in that same like. <laughs> Like price point level, but like preppy. You know, anthropology is a little more like hippie-ish. Okay. But but I can't think of it right now, and I'm mm-hmm. having a real hard time with that, and I'm sorry. Oh, no. I apologize, You said guys. preppy, and I thought of like Hollister, but I don't feel like that's the right answer. <laughs> that's not the right answer. <laughs> but it, like that helped them define who their client was. And mm-hmm. that's always kind of stuck with me. So, you know, putting it down in words, like writing down, um, you know, little details about brides, maybe that you've worked with in the past, um, that have really <clears throat> been, a, it's been a great relationship. You really loved your time with them. You guys clicked really well. Um, you consider them like your ideal bride. And I've got a few from like years ago that I think whenever I think of like my ideal client, like they, pop up in my mind and not that I don't love all my brides but like just like the epitome of like this is an RDP bride you yeah, know there's like some if I that could clone you, just you automatically click as soon yes. as you get that first email and yeah 
you know, the, the verbiage is exactly the same as you. You're like, okay, this is going to be a fun yes. client. Like, you know, at our first consultation when they're like, oh, I've read every blog you've written. <laughs> they're like, right. I hope that's not creepy. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's actually amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so, you know, those are the type of brides that you um, are going to want. So you need to write that down for yourself. And, and as you're trying to figure that out, maybe like as you're, uh, like be noticing things, be more aware of those things as you're working with brides that you already have right now. Yeah. And, and if there are people, um, that you've worked with in the past that pop into your mind, whenever you're thinking of, um, great, uh, client relationships where you're like, Oh yeah, these people were great. And you know, 2016, I had this couple and they were amazing. Like try to, uh, try to line up those couples mm-hmm. and just see what similarities they have and then also reach out to them because yeah, yeah just reach out and be like hey you were one of my favorite couples ever and I would love to just uh, kind of ask you some questions about different things and you can ask them where they shop and you can ask them what they get at Starbucks or even if they go to Starbucks and maybe even ask them hey what stuck out to you about me like when you first jumped on my website what was the first thing that you noticed and mm-hmm. hope maybe they'll remember that maybe they won't but um, yeah. but they might remember that and that might kind of tell you okay that stuck out to them and they we clicked really well like I need to make sure that I push more of that yeah. you know so and, and you can ask them what what really stood out to them uh, with working with you like through the end uh-huh. of of the whole process, what really stood out as one of the major things that they loved about working with you. Yeah. Um, and paying attention to your reviews too. I mean, that's yeah. that they write those things down. If there's things that really stick out to them, if they're reviewing you, um, then they're probably writing a few of those things down. So pay attention mm-hmm. to like those reviews and, and like really soak that in and be like, okay, obviously I'm killing it right here, but I thought I was killing it over here. So maybe I need to like, think things through and put a little more effort into this area or whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. So. Something that I did earlier this year, um, was I just copied all of my reviews from all the different platforms, Google and wedding wire and all the different things. And I pasted them into, um, I think it's like word cloud or create a word cloud or something. Oh, I just yeah. Googled create word cloud. That's a great and idea. And I just put everything in there and then it creates a word cloud. So the larger words in the word cloud are ones that are repetitive that people yeah. used. And, uh, and I was able to see, I mean, obviously like photographer and stuff, um, uh, and whatever website I'll, I'll find out what website it was that I used and put it in the it. show notes. Um, but the website that I used, I was able to deselect some words because mm-hmm. um, it also like picked up on words like the. Right. The, yeah. The was just huge. And I was like, I don't need the. Right. Um, unless they're talking about me being the photographer and then I'll <laughs> take that. But, um, but I was able to like deselect photographer and all these different things and see what they really thought. And it was, it was very enlightening. And uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. So I would encourage you to go do that. Um, and, uh, cause you know, you, you may have been in business for a while and you have a lot of reviews and you can't like go through and read yeah, all totally. of them now. I'm sure yeah. you've read them at one point in time right. when they were new. Um, but yeah, I just copied all those word cloud. It's fantastic. That's a it was great. Fantastic idea. Yeah. Yeah. So as you're finding your ideal client, um, that also, um, 
kind of shows you who your not so ideal client is. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things um, could be that if they're coming to your website and like you don't offer the type of services that they're they're looking for, yeah. um, then they are not going to be your ideal client. Um, and I know as photographers, it's very easy whenever you're starting off to just shoot everything mm-hmm. and do families and newborns and weddings. And I remember I was whatever. even at one point, like so against niching. And I was just like, that's just ridiculous. I'm just a photographer. I want to shoot everything. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And Look, if you want to shoot everything, that's fine. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying it's probably going to hold you up as far as, like, being able to really um, be successful. Because let me just tell you, when brides look for a photographer, brides are looking for wedding photographers. That's just, like, the majority of brides. Like, yes, you're going to have some who's like, oh, a friend of a friend referred this person, so I'm going to use them or whatever. But when I became niched in the wedding photography industry, then my bookings for weddings increased like night and day difference. And, and I know my friends who do newborns and families, the same thing. Like they don't advertise that they do anything else. Like they do this and they are killing it in that section. So, and it's not that you can't do the others because we both still do family sessions and, uh, you know, but I like, I have one tiny section on my website. That's just a gallery of family photos. But if you go to my website, Everything is pointed to weddings because that's what I really love doing. Yeah. And, you know, even even though you shouldn't like photograph everything and just spread yourself across everything, it is good whenever you're first starting off to do that. Yeah. And then you kind of figure out what you you like the best. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. If I hadn't had shot a wedding, I wouldn't have loved weddings. Right. I would be doing something else. That's totally true. Yeah. And also, you know, there's that, that saying, um, what is it? Uh, jack of all trades but master of none so you Mm -hmm. know when you're when you're spreading yourself thin like you said like booking all of these different types of things you really never get the opportunity to really hone in your craft for this one section and so anyways i'm getting off topic that's (laughs) another another podcast for another time Hey y'all, quick break to share with you one of our sponsors and someone that I use every single week, and that is ShipStation. They are a web-based shipping app that makes shipping your products and prints super easy. If you have an online store, you can integrate ShipStation with your e-commerce site, and then it'll automatically create your shipping labels as soon as someone makes a purchase, saving you time and money and reducing room for human error because, you know, I've filled out those wrong addresses before. And if you're like me and you don't have an e-commerce site, but you still ship prints and welcome packages and albums to your clients pretty regularly, you can create and print shipping labels on your own without having to go to the post office and take it from a father of two toddlers. That sounds amazing. You also get a free stamps.com account with your subscription, which just between us, don't tell stamps.com, your ShipStation membership is actually less expensive than stamps.com is for every month. So you're kind of getting a pretty good deal there. 
So head on over to lightdarkco.com slash shipstation to get your free one-month trial. If you like it, you can sign up for as low as $9 a month, and that includes up to 50 shipments and branded labeling and packaging slips. So check out ShipStation at lightdarkco.com slash ShipStation and make ship happen. But uh, as, as you're designing your website and your social media, you want to point toward what you want to book. Yeah. So if you're wanting to book weddings, then post wedding stuff. If you're wanting to make uh, mostly wedding cakes... Post, post a bunch of yeah. photos of wedding cakes. Mm-hmm. You can still make the birthday cakes yeah. and the baby shower cakes, but you know, don't post those as often because yeah. I still do. I mean, especially this time of year, mm-hmm. it's gearing up for the holidays. Everyone's wanting family photos. Mm-hmm. I do a ton of family photos right now, but I'm not posting them yeah. on my website. I'm not yeah, posting them too. on social media. I'll do one every now and then. Yeah. Um, That's what I too. 99%. I have a completely other like Instagram for my families and yeah, it just, you can do that. Yeah. I mean, so I have a totally different brand, but when people come to my, that, that, that's where it kind of comes full circle into this whole like repel or attract is that when people come to my website, if they're looking for a family photographer, they're probably gonna be like, Oh, I thought you, I thought somebody referred me as a, like a family, like photographer, like what's Mm -hmm. happening or like, Or like if they come to my website and they're looking for a wedding photographer, that's first, that's going to attract them first and foremost, um, because you know, there's that, that's just one step. But yeah, so being really clear about what you offer and, um, you know, what you shoot and all of that, I think is very important. So, yeah. yeah. And like you said about the brides who are looking for a photographer, they're looking for a wedding photographer. Right. Uh, you know, because would... wedding day is, it's a beast of a different color. It's not oh, just, yeah. it's, it's so not just a, a long photo shoot. Like there's so many things that you as a wedding photographer are in charge of. And so they should be looking for somebody who knows what they're doing in that uh, it's not just taking a good picture. Anybody can, you know, any photographer can take a good picture and can probably get some good portraits on a wedding day, but a wedding photographer knows how the timelines work and knows what mm-hmm. needs to be done at what time and who needs to go where and all of these intricacies that you learn and you hone as you, like you hone your craft as a wedding photographer, as you work in this industry. And it's just very different from any other part. Same with newborn photography. I see so many people who try to do newborns, but they've never had any training training in it and that was me <laughs> yeah. I mean I was guilty of it when I very first started but then I like I, I specialized in newborns for a while and so I did the education I did the training and all that and so uh, you know I there's just something about um, deciding like hey I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna invest in this so mm. like you know when I was doing newborn photography I invested in that and then when I fell in love with weddings and decided like this is what gives me the most joy I invested in that. I invested in my education for it. I invested in in um, my website, in my like, you know, everything from sending my um, my uh, sorry. <laughs> sending my wedding inquiry guide like all of those things um are made to uh attract or repel they they have my branding on it they have um the way i speak and talk and write all of those things like is either going to excite someone or they're going to be like "Eh." 
she's a little much for me, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I and use a good. lot of exclamation points and some people. Cause if you're too much for someone, then it's good to know now it's, it's good. You know, <laughs> yeah. You, you don't, it's not going to be a good fit. Right. I mean, I could have a bride who's like my mom and exclamation points to that extent are like nails on a chalkboard. They're probably not going to like me then. They're probably going to see that and be like, oh, this is going to real bother me. <laughs> you know, yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. So I know that's like a dumb little uh, <laughs> example, but it works. Hey, but it works. It's true. Yeah. So another thing that um, could show that they are not the right client for you, that you should be repelling some clients, is if they are out of your budget or if you are out of mm-hmm. their budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've had people tell me that I didn't charge enough, so they were going to go with someone else. And I was like, that's cool. Uh you know, I, I would, I can charge that much. If you <laughs> need it. Like, I'll take your money. But, um, but yeah. like it's, it's good to have pricing on your website at least. I, uh, yeah. We believe that for yeah. sure. I know some people don't do that and that's totally, you know, your call, however you want to run your business. But mm. for me, I would rather like, I, I feel like there's, <clears throat> there's all these steps, um, to pre-screening that happens before I even do a consultation. So they get on my website and they see the way I write and they see, you know, what, what I'm about, like what my branding is, all of that. And there's one, there's one step They're They're screened. If they get past that and they like me still, then, um, then they go to like my about page or whatever, whatever page I have all my, <laughs> my pricing on. <laughs> um, <laughs> And they can see like my starting prices. That's another right there. Uh, them having to get through another hoop they have to get through to be like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, pricing looks good. Let's move on to the next, you know, yep. section. Or okay, that's over our budget. We're we gonna gotta have move to look on. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, yes, your your pricing should attract or repel once again. And yeah, I mean, I've heard stories about that before. About um, you know, I know. Um, a newborn photographer that I used to, well, I still follow her, but <laughs> I, I took a lot of her courses. Um, when I was doing that is she told me that one or told the group that, um, one client that she had literally was looking for a photographer that charged no less than I think it was $1,200 for a newborn photography session. And so that just goes to show you that there's a client in every price range. And like John said, like there could be some people who look at your price and it just doesn't make sense to them why you're charging this much, but your work looks like this. And I, for us, like, we're like, well, you know, we're, we're in this area. This is our demographic. This is what, you know, whatever this, our pricing is what it is. But for them, like they may just either one, they want to pay more because they feel like if they're paying someone like a lot more, they may be getting more or I don't know. Which you should. Yeah, you yeah, definitely. Um, but and and two that there's just this this sense of like they think that they should know how much you know this costs based on their own experiences and if it if it doesn't line up with that they, that may scare them um but on the opposite end you may have someone also who needs a smaller budget so um it can work both ways but so hopefully either it's too much too little or right on track. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and, and that is a huge pro, um, huge benefit of having 
your pricing or at least starting price Mm -hmm. or an average price Mm -hmm. on your website. Um, Because I know personally when I was looking for wedding photographers, uh, I I wouldn't even reach out to the ones that didn't have pricing on their website Mm -hmm. because... Oh, I yeah. had no, I didn't want to waste their time right. and I definitely didn't want to waste my time reaching out to a bunch of photographers and then get back, you know, a $15,000 quote. And right. Like, oh no, I'm That's looking for a lot, yeah. a lot less than that. That's how I've always thought about it is like, for me, that's, that's exactly Mm. how I do things is I'm going to go look and I am a photographer. I'm going to go look, even when I'm looking for like, if we're going out of town and I want to do a family photographer for our family, if you don't have your starting prices on your website, I'm probably skipping over you because I just need to like quickly know whether I'm even going to be able to afford you. Like we all have a budget to work with. And so I would rather know before I have to email you, wait for a response and I could be missing out on somebody else who is in my budget because maybe they got booked before I had the chance to get with them because I was waiting on you. So you know, we live in the age of Instagrafication. <laughs> yes, yeah. And that kind of goes back to knowing who your ideal client is. Yeah. Um, because your ideal client, you know, it. our ideal clients, um, they want to see some sort of pricing on the website or they're not going to... Yeah, and, and at all, and there and are people who who don't who, care about that. Who don't care, and yeah. and though they, if they like your stuff, they're gonna ask anyway, and that's yeah. great. Yeah, and they're, totally. They're your ideal client. They're the ones that you want to attract. Absolutely. I mean, the bottom line really is that we want you to be yourself. Like, you're don't try to to replicate somebody else's website. Don't try to um, don't try to be anything but who you are. So when you're putting your website together. Like, write it in your words, not somebody else's, mm-hmm. not third person. <laughs> We've right. done it. <laughs> like, write it, speak to, like, write it yourself. Like, write the way that you talk. Like, yeah, kind of going back to, or if you don't like it, to write how you talk, like, too, about yeah. finding your brand voice. Yes. Like, write how you talk and be yourself yes. on your website, on social media, on If you're your very Instagram, formal, then you know. make it very formal. But if you're light and fun <clears throat> and whatever, do that. If you're, you know, goofy and silly, do that. Like, be yourself because there's going to be a client that, re- like, resonates with that really well. And um, so... That's that's really the biggest takeaway is that um, you need to be yourself on uh, your website, on your social media, everywhere that you put yourself out there. Um, it really does, I think, is it's the best way to it's the best way to go. I think so. Yeah. So you want to define your ideal client that you want to attract, and then make yeah, everything. Well, Sorry. Um, oh yeah, we got we got a uh, Peggy comment uh, on Instagram. Peggy said she doesn't have her pricing on her website, nor does she answer that question directly when asked. There are so many factors, and then there's budget. So totally understand that in the line of business that you're in, because cakes and the amount of like intricacies that could go along with that, mm-hmm. um, that definitely makes sense. Um, you may, you could put like a starting price, um, of like, you know, it's for this and then there's custom or whatever, but I totally get not wanting to have anything on there. Um, just because you do so much custom work and that makes sense. Um, yeah. for us, it's a little bit different because we do have like our starting like 
package like you know I have I have three packages and I, yes you can customize them from there if you want to you can add um, hours I don't take hours off but <laughs> but you can add hours up. now I, there's like an event that's like four hours long obviously I'm gonna do a custom package for that um, but there's but my main packages are my main packages so it makes sense for me to have like a starting price on my website so yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe with cakes you could do something like uh, like the average price for a... What the uh, average bride spends. Yeah, what the, what average, the average bride spends on a custom cake yeah. versus, uh, you know, like a, a plain... Three-tier, you, you know, know three whatever. whatever. Yeah. Just, you know, white, white icing, very, very plain. Um, but, you know, have that, like, that difference on there. Yeah. So that people could see, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to be spending that much on like a traditional just plain cake or I can get a custom cake and the average is about here that's pretty good you know maybe they got a quote from someone else that seemed like super expensive and then they see yours and they're like okay yeah that was really expensive let me go over here yeah to repel and attract clients you want to define your ideal client um, and then talk to them speak to them through your website Mm -hmm. through the copy on your website through your social media everything wants to be drawing them in yeah and you want to be repelling people who are not a good fit for you Um, so you need to be crystal clear with who you are what you offer you need to be direct and not open-ended with you know everything that you know Mm -hmm. just tell them this is what i offer Mm -hmm. Uh, you can customize like having having just that little sentence of you know you can customize your package like that gives them the option of so much instead of like this is the only thing that i do yeah and then don't try to be others try to be yourself like Mm -hmm. find find who you are find your brand voice and be yourself And that will attract people and that will repel people. I mean, I know personally, I have repelled people and we are not friends. And that's cool because we didn't fit well. (laughs) And then I've attracted other people and we're best friends. And that's great. Yeah, totally. So, all right, y'all. That was a a quick one, but a a meaningful one, we feel like. We do have have one question. Oh, right. That was submitted. By the wifelet. By the wifelet, my wife. I'm sorry for that. Uh, what is that, Borat? Why are they? What is it, 2008? High five. Have a house. That was pretty good. Thanks. I've been practicing for a decade. <laughs> okay, so my wifelet. Uh, Taylor asked um, When you say repel, is it more of a magnet? Or more like, I got too close and now my eyes are watering from that smell kind of feeling. (laughs) Um, Yes. I I say yes. Yeah. To all of that. Yeah. You want to repel people just like magnets repel each other if they're pointed the wrong way. Yeah. Or the right way. Um, And yeah. 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 Have the people who are not your clients just run away screaming. Totes. That they, that that they, they're they're not going to be good clients. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's late, y'all. It is. Okay. 
Well, thank you for listening to the Light and Dark podcast. We really hope that you were able to take away some things to implement into your business to repel the clients that you don't need while attracting the clients that are the perfect fit. And you can join us live every week on Instagram here at Light Dark Co. And we would love for you to join our Facebook community by going to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Podcast. I am John Mansfield, and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. And I am Rachel Driscoll, and you can find me at Rachel Driscoll. The Light and Dark Podcast is recorded live in front of an Instagram audience. It was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. I made this giant dinner, cleaned the house, and edited all of my photos today said no photographer ever. Uh, check out the show notes this week uh, to see the actual meme. All right, we're wrapping it up, so. All right, bye, guys. Bye.